Dan is sitting this one out today. Happy Friday to everybody. But uh, we got a great guest uh, coming up here uh, right away, uh, right out of the shoot, and that's uh, Kerry Carpenter, Tigers outfielder who's done so well. Uh, after that, we'll take your phone calls, 248-539-9797. But without further ado, uh, it's Kerry Carpenter. How are you, Kerry? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Well, I'll tell you what. Tigers have made a lot of moves. Uh, you've certainly done uh, uh, tremendous work uh, to prove you belong in the major leagues. And uh, how does it feel, you know, to uh, go through all the things that you did? It, it wasn't like you were a first-round uh, uh, draft pick. There wasn't like there was a lot of fanfare about you. Uh, it wasn't Baseball America writing about you all the time when you were at Vitek or in junior college. And you get yeah. in the minor leagues and you keep hitting home runs and hitting home runs, and people are like, well – you know, he, he can't be that good. He wasn't drafted uh, early or whatever. Uh, and uh, I remember talking to you uh, last year on the show, and uh, you said, hey, you know, just keep doing it. And uh, that's what you did last year, too, uh, following up on a pretty good uh, initial season with a, a good season, too. Yes, sir. Yeah, I guess that's just the story that God was writing this whole time. But uh, I, I didn't mind it. I didn't earn the, the high draft spot, so – uh, you kind of just got to play with the cards you were dealt. And I didn't hit very well in college, so they took me late. And, uh, you know, it comes, with the, it comes with the territory, having to earn it when you go that late. So it was fun. I just had to go out there and be fearless and try to hit homers and try to make it to the big league. So I'm super thankful for where I am now and, and how I got there. You know, one of the interesting things about you, because they have technology now that's available to everybody, uh, you know, from StatCast. And uh, it, it, they're, one of the things people said, well, he's really, you know, not a, a guy who has a lot of tools. You know, the, that was the perception uh, because you were a hitter first and all that. And then all of a sudden they started measuring your foot speed and your arm strength. You have mm -hmm. one of the strongest arms of anybody in the major leagues in the outfield uh, category. And you run well above average. Uh, you yeah, do yeah. have tools. And, you know, how are you working to make, you know, defense – you know, a part of that, you know, because you do have the raw tools to be able to uh, become an accomplished outfielder. Yeah, I got to give a lot of credit to the coaching staff. George Lombard has helped me a ton with the uh, outfield stuff, but even guys like last year, Jake Marisnik took me under his wing with outfield stuff. Like, I've just had a lot of people around me that have helped me and being more intentional with my work out in the outfield because I, I had to make it to the big leagues by, by hitting, by hitting homers and and working on the bat and then the the outfield stuff I didn't play very well in the outfield my rookie year and and they made it a point last year to really work on it and so last year being so much more intentional about it and and realizing that that's uh, another part of my game that I can just really excel in um, and the help that I got is just like it's incredible and and I plan on only getting better so it's it's a really cool trajectory that I'm on with my outfield play, and I'm really thankful for that too. You know, uh, usually when a player plays as well as you do, I go back and I look at the, you know, their video from when they were younger, uh, before they got to even, you know, sign a professional contract. I haven't done that with you uh, at this point, yeah. and I don't know how much uh, Kerry Carpenter Vitek video is out there actually, but um, yeah. uh, uh, is your swing a lot different than it was at back then? It's it's different enough. It's 
you you probably would be able to recognize my swing in certain ways, but yeah, it's definitely changed a lot. It's gotten a lot more efficient and clean over the past couple of years, but uh, there there are some swings that that resemble mine now. Some of my best ones resemble mine now, but yeah, there's definitely a difference. Yeah, because it looks like uh, you've uh, refined your swing. It's short, compact, and it's got lift. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's there's no secret to what it is. And you're very repetitive with your your stroke. I mean, it's the same stroke all the time. And uh, as you develop that stroke, uh, every stroke like that has some kind of hole or something that pitchers are going to attack. Uh, what did you have to attack back when they started doing that to you? Yeah, the I think the book on me my rookie year was was that I crushed fastballs. I was always on time for the fastball, even if the guy was throwing 100. It didn't matter. I was only on time for fastballs, basically. So I kind of sold out a little bit, maybe too much that year. And then this year, uh, even our hitting coaches like Michael Berdar and everyone else that was helping was like, you're going to you're gonna see a lot more off-speed. You're going to have to be more careful. Or you're going to have to be uh, more selective. And um, and that's exactly what happened. And they're right. And, uh, like, during the middle of the year, especially when I came off the IL, I got a, a ton of off-speed in the zone. I didn't see many fastballs in the zone. And I had to make that adjustment. And um, I made the adjustment. And now it's kind of just like, all right, you, you never know what these guys are going to throw you now. So, um, just becoming more polished at the plate has been uh, a, a really fun learning experience. But I think the off speed was was the big change that I had to make um, going into this year was was hitting off speed. You know, you come up with a number of the players that are are here now, and uh, you did have as a team uh, some success the second half of the year. Started to win some games, beat all the teams on a regular basis, actually, in your division. A phenomenal record against the Central. Um, how, does, how do you, as, as, a, as a team here, approaching this year with those players that you have come up with, and how much are you looking forward to uh, getting to the point where contention is there? And it seems possible this year. We're, we're extremely confident that like it's possible to win the Central like this year. We... We're very confident. We have the experience. We've just signed a bunch of guys, um, a lot of pitchers, and then like the experience that that we all got this past year has been incredible. Training for Canna was great. Uh, the ab- amount of at bats Torque and Riley and I got and Akil and all these guys that are just young and and we're just collecting at bats in the big leagues, getting experience, and it's all going to culminate into a really good season this year and. And we're we're pretty thrilled to get back to spring training and and prove ourselves. Uh, Communication is one of AJ Hinch's uh, great strengths, Kerry. And uh, obviously, going into this year, there's a plan for you. Whether it's going to be uh, more DH because Miggy's not there, you got a lot of outfielders. Uh, what are you preparing yourself for? And if you are playing more at DH. How are you preparing for that? Do you like the position, uh, or are you going to miss playing in the field if you're at DH a lot? I prefer playing in the field, and that's exactly what uh, I'm preparing for this year. And so I've, I want to play 162 out in right or left field. So that's what I'm preparing for. That's what I know they want me to play outfield. And so I'm I'm going to be ready when I go into spring. I'm going to fine-tune a lot of things in spring, and that's, that's something that I really – pride myself on now is being able to go out there being able to be healthy and, and play a good outfield and 
add value with the glove and, and my legs just as much as I do with my bat. Uh, right or left field, what do you prefer? Because uh, keep, uh, you know, yeah, well, yeah, you want to be out on the field. Right. But uh, I think your arm and your actual speed, which is somewhat surprising to a lot of folks who underestimated you that way, has made you a viable right fielder now. So, Yeah, absolutely. I, I love both. I think I've, right is a lot of fun. I played a ton of right towards the end of the year, so that was great. And the experience I got out there last year was awesome. And so I love right. I love I love uh, like trying to throw people out, so right field is, is cool too. But, um, man, either one. I just want to be in that lineup, like you said. Uh, last question. I was kind of fascinated. You had your first game. Uh, you played, and they kept showing on uh, Bally Sports, your mother, how happy she oh, was yeah. and excited, you know, about it. I just kind of wondered now, is it old hat for her? Or is she still kind of like, I can't believe this. My son. You, <laughs> I think, and you've hit all these yeah. home runs, you know? Uh, I I think that they enjoy it just as much now as that first day, and probably even more because that first day wasn't very good for me. So, uh it's uh, it's gotten a lot better since then, but then man, they they enjoy it, and that's one of my favorite things about the whole playing in the big leagues is is how much my my mom and sister and my friends enjoy it, my family friends like seeing seeing my mom like be brought to tears and my sister be brought to tears over me playing out there is just it's kind of it's just really humbling and it makes me so grateful for them and their support and their love. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure your mother and family made a lot of sacrifices uh, for you to oh get there God. when you were yeah. younger. Yeah. So, Absolutely. It's great yeah. to see that payoff uh, there. Look, Carrie, you're an inspiration to a lot of kids. Uh, you know, people can say, you know, hey, you're you know, not that well regarded, and uh, all you ever did was keep working at it, working at it, and working at it. And man, you made the major leagues and made an impact in the major leagues. Congratulations for that, and good luck on, on the coming season. Thank you so much. It's it's humbling to be inspiring to kids, so I, I appreciate you saying that. But thank you so much. Yep. Take care. That was uh, Carrie Carpenter. Coming up next, we'll talk some Tigers. You know why? Because it's Tiger talking. 97 won the ticket. That's why. Double D is off tonight. Uh, we got 45 minutes to talk some baseball. We'll get into uh, the Lions, uh, the Harbaugh departure, all that stuff, the uh, NFL uh, championship games, conference championship games at the top of the hour. But uh, I hear it all the time. Uh, you guys don't talk enough baseball. What's your problem? You care of the games, all this stuff. And you know me, uh, a lot of you, uh, that I'll talk baseball with you 24-7, 365 days a year. I love football like everybody else. I'm cool, betting and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'll get into I'll get into baseball, hockey, the Pistons, whatever. I enjoy the conversation. And we, at this time of the year, the vote a week, we put on a, a Tigers player or a coach manager or front office executive or whatever, pretty much every week on Tiger Talk. And usually Dan's in here, uh, the play-by-play voice of the Tigers for many years, doing a terrific job. So this is your opportunity to talk baseball. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven, and the Tigers have had quite a busy off season. You know, when you add uh, the pieces that they've added, uh, it's not insignificant. They have, uh, eh, to a large degree, uh, replaced the money that they had spent uh, on salary last year on Erod and uh, Miggy uh, with uh, more players. 
more players than just a couple. You know, adding on there, and also their younger players, and this is the key for them ultimately. You know, Torkelson, who has been on the show earlier this uh, this winter, uh, Riley Green, Kerry uh, Carpenter, we just talked to. Uh, appreciate Kerry joining us tonight. Uh, somebody like uh, Tarek Scubo pitched as well as any. It's not an exaggeration. Any starting pitcher. Uh, in the major leagues for 15 starts last year. It's kind of under the radar. It was somewhat surprising that wasn't noticed a little bit more, uh, even in this town. But he's uh, fabulous. We've had him on the show. So you've got those players. Uh, you look at somebody like uh, uh, Parker Meadows, who has a tremendous uh, tool set, great, great speed, uh, absolutely fabulous defender. And his bat it could develop pretty well, too. And you have uh, perhaps Cole Keith making his major league debut uh, opening day. Going to get a shot at that second base job. And a pitching staff that's relatively deep because they've picked up um, Kenda Maheda. They picked up uh, somebody who will eat up innings in uh, uh, Flaherty. They have added to their staff, and you have a player like Matt Manning's coming back, Casey Mize maybe from uh, uh, Tommy John surgery should be able to uh, be at full go at some point, maybe right away next year. So there's a lot of things to uh, like about the Tigers. And here's the thing. Sometimes being in a division that isn't the strongest is a really good thing. Uh, the Tigers, they, they have the goal of, of contending this year. It's very realistic. Uh, they won 78 games last year. They figured to be better this year. Uh, and uh, they ha- they play in a division where 85, 86, 87 uh, victories may end up taking it. And they dominated that division. They were like, I think it was 20 games above 500 in their division last year. Uh, Minnesota, which won it, they were 8-5 and five against them. So, what are your thoughts? Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Ticket tech, same number. And uh, Joe, you're on ninety seven one. The ticket. What's up, Joe? Hey, Ben. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing uh, extraordinarily well, man. Talking a little bit of baseball with a lot of slush out there. That makes me feel good. <laughs> I know, right? No, I appreciate you talking baseball, Pat. Um, I was just wondering. Um, well, you you kind of beat it. Like I'm thinking, like, do you think Torque can you know can can he roll out 40 home runs next year? Like, you know, Riley Green hit, you know, 330 maybe, you know, with 1,000 OPS. Um, you know, that kind of deal to, you know, to, to propel this team to the next level offensively, you know. Well, um, you know, I, I don't think – Spencer Torkelson has so much power. Yeah, uh, you know, just natural power that – and his contact rate is pretty good for somebody with that kind of power. You know, I wouldn't be bold enough to go, he's going to hit 40, you know, because not too many people do that. But I, I think he will improve on what he did last year, and that was 30. And, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, and I think yeah. I think it'll be spread out a little more. I think they might pitch him a little more carefully. You know, they're not going to, you know, test him a little bit like they were last year. And I think he'll respond well, and I think he'll improve defensively. Riley Green uh, does have prodigious power, uh, Joe. Uh, it just hasn't really shown to this point. And obviously staying healthy is a big key. Yeah, he's been injured exactly. Right. You know, I, I wouldn't go and say he's going to have a 1,000 OPS. 
Uh, but he's certainly capable of being uh, well above 800. And that would put him in a category. And if he stays healthy, stays with it, the home runs will come. And, uh, you know, but it's about, like, if you can Riley Green play, if he plays 140 games, I I can pretty much tell you he's going to put up some good numbers. And Tigers had a better record there for a while, uh, much better when he was in there than when he was out. He's obviously a linchpin for what they have. So, and Yeah, Pat, we're, yeah, no, what you, no, you're exactly right. And I want to ask you this, too. Do you think that, like, maybe he should kind of, like, not to say back away from like you know, um, you know the balls off the wall. You know what I mean. But like it seems like this guy, you know, uh, just 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 you know he he throws his whole body you know at the wall. Well, you, and, uh, habits uh, happen. You know, uh, with ball players uh, where they get a habit early in their career. It, it's long before they're professional players. Yeah. And uh, one of the habits that Riley Green and uh, he has developed is diving all the time so you know where other players will dive at the last moment and reach and get the ball he dives the sooner and you know it's it's been a very effective for him because he's been a pretty good defensive player obviously but you know backing off against the wall doing things like that I wouldn't say back off the wall but be more aware of where the wall is when the ball goes up and you get back there you know, maybe get back there, put your hand back there a little bit more rather than just the ball's coming and I, I don't know exactly where I am, but I'm going to go get it. Uh, you know, it's hard, right. to, it's hard to get on a player when he's got that kind of desire to go get that baseball. So, no, he's crazy. And you're right about that, Pat. Like, I think, like, I, I don't want to say he's – who am I? But, like, I don't – sometimes I think he's reckless. Like, he just wants to, you know, go after that ball. You know, maybe it's, um, you know uh, – nine to three in the seventh inning or something, right? And, like, you know, he's going after a ball at the wall kind of for no reason. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, what, like, what, I, what I think like, ultimately will happen is uh, he's going to uh, – he's, he's going to, from his experience, all right, going to learn from that. Think about it. You know, yeah, his kids, they grow up, they're playing in uh, – you know, a certain yeah. type of environment where they have, you know, the the basic, uh, you know, steel fence or whatever, and then all of a sudden they come into professional baseball, and it's all, you know, different. Uh, he, yeah. I think you have to make an adjustment when you're around the wall to what it is. And, uh, yeah. you know, you, I, I wouldn't say that uh, he would be less aggressive, just, you know, experience will make him wiser when he those balls go up in the air now. Uh, compared to maybe uh, where in the past he didn't. And I would guess that there will be some adjustment uh, to him diving as much as as much as much he does. People forget that he got hurt. He made a great play on the play that he got hurt. So, uh, well, yeah, that's what that, – that, you know, and, and, and you're exactly right, Pat. Like, you know, because, you know, he's my favorite player. And I, just the way he plays the game is great. That almost reminds me of, like, Griffey, you know, back in the day. That, not – that good, but you know, he's pretty good though. Riley Green's pretty good player. I know, I know why exactly you feel that way about him. He's got a really good swing. Uh, you know, his uh, approach to the game is the exact way you need to be. But he's a player who's played what 99 and 94 games in the major leagues. So there's, and he's young, he's in his early 20s still. So there's a learning curve there about any number of different things. So Riley Green is going through that process right now. 
Uh, he hasn't remotely scratched the surface of how good he possibly can be. But he's had to grind through it. Those injuries are tough. There's The one where he hit the ball off his foot was fluky as heck. But at some point, I think Riley Green's going to break loose and you know he's going to be one of the top players in the game. And I think Torkelson, his talent level is right there. And I got to tell you, man, some of these kids in the minor leagues, uh, they could really be something. So uh, Tigers are on the right track. There's no question about it. So way, way better situation than it was last year at this time. 97-1, the ticket. 248-539-9797. Coming up at 8, I'll be here 8 to 11 tonight uh, talking to Lions and Michigan with Harbaugh's departure, NFL playoffs, all that stuff. Until then, uh, we got a little treat for you. We're going to talk some baseball. Uh, the Tigers are uh, very active in the offseason in a certain way. A team that uh, is, uh, I was surprised I saw Vegas. I uh, still had the Indians uh, with a better chance of winning the Central than the Tigers. The Twins are the prohibitive favorites, but uh, I think the Tigers have a real shot at winning their division this year. And I think it's going to be a very exciting summer uh, because – they have younger players who are starting to uh, come into their own. Uh, they've added uh, talent in key spots, particularly the pitching staff, and they got a right-handed hitter, which they needed, who can play the outfield in Canna. And they're in a division that's winnable. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be uh, saying, well, I think the, the Tigers can win the American League East. But they can win the Central. It's kind of the opposite issue with the uh, Red Wings. You know, the Red Wings are way better. There's no question about it, but they're in uh, an Eastern Conference that's like a gauntlet all the time. The American League Central isn't like that, and the Tigers did dominate that uh, division last year in head-to-head competition. They struggled against teams from the East. But I, I can see where the Tigers are headed somewhere. There's a, a purpose here. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Uh, Scott, you're on 97.1 The Ticket. Hey, how we doing today, Pat? I'm doing well. Good. Always good to talk Tigers. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree. Especially when, you know, I'm sitting there, uh, you know, looking at that dirty slush out there. It's like, man, I can't wait for summer, you know. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. few questions. Uh, I got a – what are my, – my expectations, I want to know if you think the realistic is to compete for uh, the division this year. Yeah. Because last year – I know this is ifs and buts, but if they didn't change the rules starting last year, you know, playing less division teams, the Tigers make the playoffs because we had such a better record than Minnesota in our own division. We were like 18 or 20 games above 500. Yeah. So uh, we were a play. Is it, is it realistic to actually, if not, I'm not going to say expect it, but compete for a, a division title? And question two is there any chance you can? get that uh, the new GM, Jeff Goldblum. I haven't heard much of him. We did have him um, on the he show. Give us a philosophy. We, we did have him on the show earlier. So. Oh, shoot. Well, I mean, you know, you can go. It's uh, available on, the, I think, the Tigers website and our website. So you can go back. Then and I'll go back and listen. Because I want to know what his – see, I read a little bit about him. I was impressed the fact that he went and worked for a real good organization in San Francisco. So he learned stuff there. Then I saw he works as a six-year intern for the Cubs, but he got to learn under people like Theo. So he could have learned a lot there, too. So I guess I just want to learn what his Well, he's from the, he's from the same basic pipeline as Scott Harris. 
Okay. So uh, they're both uh, they're both highly they're, intelligent. Well, they're yeah. Well, I'd say that you know they they definitely got degrees. You know, yeah. uh, you know from uh, fine institutions of academic higher learning. Columbia Law. I just looked at it. Yeah, yeah. but. Uh, they, they're 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 folks that look when the Tigers went on that uh, GM surge, uh-huh. uh huh. I didn't have expectations that they would be able to land Scott Harris, you know, okay. that they would be able to get him. And uh, it says a lot that they were able to do that. And uh, if you noticed, uh, the one thing about Scott Harris, I mean, every time I've heard him interviewed or we've had, we had him on here on this show before and all that, uh, the one thing he doesn't talk about, you, you never hear the word rebuild, do you? No, and I like that. Uh, and uh, if you look at his off-season signings, uh, I like them. Are they are they uh, in, indicative of somebody that's quote unquote rebuilding? No, he, he he seems to be using his brain, and I like and I like the fact that there was not even talk about Juan Soto because that would have been a ridiculous move, even though some fans wanted him. Well, there might be a point where the Tigers, and I'm expecting that in the future. Uh, take a run at some uh, free agents that are quote unquote big names, but uh, yeah, you don't want to have that uh, regret from that. You don't want to have a a great player like like Otani and Trout in uh, L.A. were kind of wasted, exactly. Right? You know that type of thing, and and you know, win nothing, right? Or you don't want to be like the Padres where you you go out and you sign everybody, every shortstop, and then you tell them I'm playing yeah. different positions, and then you trade for you know, uh, Soto and all that, and then hand uh, the Nationals a future while, you know, they have to go back and regroup. So they're, I think they're going to do it with, uh, you know, calculation, uh, with some precision. Uh, there's a lot of indications uh, from the, the development of their players, both at the major league and minor league level, uh, that they're, the, the things that they're doing to teach the game or to get players who have skills and get the most out of them uh, to form a team at the major league is, is being done very well. Uh, and they're all singing from the same hymn seat, that kind of sounds like, so, which is a great thing. Yeah, you see, it's like this, you know, I, that I've heard this a lot. And, and you know, Scott, you listen all yeah. the time. Uh, I defended Al Avila, you know, when people I were talking him. about him, I'd say hated him. And now, actually, you know, the last couple of years of his uh, tenure, he developed, he uh, uh, drafted some pretty talented players deep down. We just talked to one, Kerry Carpenter. But, you know, the, wow. the difference yeah. is, and, and I, th- I don't think there would have been the developmental curve to the same degree with a lot of these players uh, that came up last year, the Reese Olsons and some, uh, if they were in the same exact uh, type of uh, – uh, the minor league system, the way they drill their players, coach their players, develop their players. I think they needed that uh, difference and a shot in the arm. And I think they hired the exact right guy for that. I really do think that. Greenberg will only help them, given his background. Uh, you know, and you look, uh, A.J. Hinch, I think he was helped a lot uh, by the fact that he, he does so much prep and they had a lot more coaches. I mean, that was got like an NFL-sized uh, uh Coaching staff. You know, Did you see that uh, AJ Hinch? Uh, do you ever watch the show Hot Stove on MLB? Uh, sometimes, but I didn't see AJ. On He's it. favored to win Coach of the Year this year in the AL. Well, I could, you know, I can understand that. You know, I can understand it. He in last year, uh, AJ Hinch got his uh, so-called mojo back. I thought, you know, I didn't think he, you know, was particularly effective the year before. That was part of the issue. Yeah. But, but last year. 
Uh, he did a great job of mixing and matching. And, you know, I appreciate the call, Scott. It's not just always the big name. I mean, you know, Kerry Carpenter mentioned Marisnik. He, he was here for a short period of time. He did two things when he was here. One, he contributed when they were uh, had injury problems in the outfield. He played well. He's still good defensively. He's still, he got a couple key hits. Two, you, met, you heard Kerry Carpenter talking about him, that he had a positive influence on him. Good signing, even though it was not, nothing that you said, wow, it was the greatest signing in the world. But it was an effective signing. Uh, and I, I was surprised by Jake Marisnik how uh, uh, effective he was. Um, so when you look at uh, their lineup, uh, they, they've picked up a number of players that were effective, that they fit into uh, different situations that they had there. So the Tigers, they've got a team that uh, is a pretty good blend here now of younger players, players that they picked up from other organizations, players that they went out and signed. And you, you, when you look at what Holden did, that was friggin' amazing. You know, and everybody was like, well, why would you uh, want to trade away your uh, two uh, best relievers in uh, Soto and Joe Jimenez? They didn't have any problem in their bullpen last year, did they? And they've got a lot of arms that will compete for that in, in their organization. Not just the high-end guys, uh, you know, like Jackson Job, who's the potential is like off the charts, or Ty Madden, uh, who was the 12th-rated prospect coming out of the University of Texas and dropped down a little bit. And they've changed around his motion some and made him throw more three-quarters with his fastball which has made it a lot more effective, and he gasses it up there sometimes at 99. I've seen that. Uh, but also, uh, a number of uh, pitchers that are you know, a little down the list or whatever, but could be effective relievers. And we saw where some of those pitchers end up being pretty good. You know, Sawyer Long last year, uh, certainly uh, Olsen. So they've done a really good job of putting together a team. And when they get a lot of position players, that you know, A.J. Hinch, he has this aptitude to be able to mix and match lineups uh, on a daily basis. And it, it, it's always sensical. I just tell people, listen to the A.J. Hinch show uh, because Dan grills them pretty good about it. And he you know, will tell you in that show. And it always makes sense you know, when you see the game actually play out. And I think the added staff helped him be able to focus in and develop more of that ability, which was already a strength. Uh, 248-539-9797. I'm Pat Caputo. You're listening to 97.1 The Ticket. Last segment of Tiger Talk coming up at the top of the hour. Sharon Moore uh, has uh, reportedly uh, been named the uh, replacement for Jim Harbaugh as Michigan's football coach. We'll talk about that. Uh, also get into the Lions, a championship game, all that stuff. That'll be coming up at 8 o'clock. Until then, we'll get to your calls uh, talking about the Tigers. Uh, Paul, you're on 97-1, the ticket. What's up, Paul? Well, thank you for taking my call, Pat. I always appreciate talking to you. You give everybody, uh, you know, their dime's worth, and uh, that's a great thing. Thank you. Yeah, well, I uh, appreciate that. And uh, What's on your mind, 
Well, I got a, a couple of questions and then a couple of concerns positionally with the Tigers. Um, why don't I start with this um, catching position? Uh, what what is uh, your forecast on the Dingler uh, fella? Well, you know, he, he, he makes progress and then he gets hurt. Uh, he's a he's an excellent athlete, uh, meaning. You know, he can play other positions. Actually, he's that good of an athlete, so he's not a lumbering catcher. He's a complete opposite of that, uh, and it, it should uh, bode well for his future defensively. Um, he's got a, a good enough. So you're, arm you're kind of thinking, you're, you're kind of thinking maybe like an inch, but with a bat. Well, I don't know. Uh, his hitting is the thing that uh, you know I, I'm not uh, is, is sure about. You know, on one hand, he, he's right. shown some progress hitting. And then just when you think he's kind of got it, there's either an injury or he goes into some some slump. So there's a lack of consistency. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I couldn't – I wouldn't be – I'd be uh, blowing smoke up your – you know what, if I said, well, I know what his yeah. holes are. I really can't tell, but I, I know that there are holes there that if he were – you know, if say we were to watch him on an everyday basis – and I haven't done like a detailed thing where I make sure I watch every one of his at bats, but the, you know I've seen him, you know, probably 150 of his at bats, and it's one extreme to the other. It's kind of like there's no right kind of consistency to it. You know, he'll all of a sudden pop okay. out and hit like three home runs in a week, and his numbers will go up. And just when you think, ah, yeah. ah he gets it, then all of a sudden there's a funk that comes. So and yeah. that coupled with okay. injuries has kind of put him. You know, a little bit behind, but he's still a, a viable prospect. But they're going to be a point where All they're right. going to have to make a decision. You know, ultimately, are they going to keep him every year on the forty man? And is he a guy that can compete? So, uh, suffice to say, this is a big, big year for him as a college kid. You know, where he's getting up, where he's at, where people are going to stop viewing him as a prospect, that type of thing. That's that's coming up here yeah. pretty soon. I mean, college kid drafted yeah. in twenty twenty. You figure yeah. out, right? Going into your fourth year, yeah, right. Yeah, so, no doubt, you know. But he does have some some ability. But if I were to look at their minor league system, I can see a number of strengths: pitching, uh, both you know, uh, potential relievers, certainly starters. I can see some high end guys. Uh, I look at uh, okay. you know uh, some of the infielders that they have, you know, both in the lower minors. That's and, what I wanted. Yeah, that's what I wanted. They to need move a shortstop. They need somebody to develop as a shortstop. Um, okay, next concern uh, are two things, and I know you need to move on. Third base and shortstop, if you can dwell on that, as well as the status on Casey Mize. Um, it, it, you know, are there anything out of Casey Mize in, uh, in the spring? <laughs> well, the Casey Mize situation uh, from uh, what I know, okay? This is me talking, you know, uh, is that uh, Casey Mize is there's two things that uh, are kind of a, a, a hindrance in the minds of and where they butted heads. One of them is uh, the overthinking thing. You know, uh, in the modern age here, uh, you have a Rapsetto machine or something, Edgertronic camera or something. Everything that you throw is seen and you can analyze and analyze and analyze it. And the other thing is there's a lot of folks in baseball who aren't real big on uh, splitters, 
which is kind of odd because didn't we hear uh, from uh, uh, over and over from uh, Keith Law, oh, he's got a plus, plus, plus splitter, you know, and all that. Well, yeah, he's good enough to pitch in the major leagues now. That was a bunch of bunk, okay? And I said that at the time. It was like, give me a break. First of all, he's already had some forearm issues. And second of all, you know, it's really good major league hitters. If you don't have everything set up perfectly, no matter how good your splitter is, uh, you know, they spin mm-hmm. on it. And that's what happened with Casey Mize. So should he right. be throwing a splitter or should he be throwing a changeup? You know, and uh, that's, yeah. I think, one of the things that, uh, you know. Yeah, he's in the hard-throwing school, you know, and, and, and that's going to tear you up, man. Well, you know? he throws he throws hard, but he doesn't throw like School Bowl or, you know, some of these other guys that got big arms. Uh, you know, he, he's, you know, so the thing that makes him good is that he thinks things through, and he's smart and he's hardworking. On the other hand, he may overthink some things. Uh, that gets him in a little bit of a – Trouble and and uh, these kids they have their own coaches, you know that that that's taught them ever since they've been you know playing or they they lean on in the off season, and the Tigers are developing. They want you to do the Tiger way. That's what I basically been told. So there's a lot of pushback on that. So we'll have to see how that all sorts it out, you know. Uh, but uh, Casey Mice far from done in his career. But if you wondered what that $25,000 was in arbitration, then you looked at it and said, well, there's a you know thing here with an option for the contract. This is how much he's getting. That's what that had all to do with. You know, there's some new sheriffs in town, and they want you, they wanted to do it his, their way. Their way. And there was even some buttonheads earlier with the previous regime, somewhat. But, you know, and that was a message. That's what I understand. Uh, two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven ticket text is the exact same number. Bob, you're on ninety seven one. The ticket. What's up, Bob? How you doing, Pat? I tried to get you last week, but actually this is better because you just had Terry Carpenter on, and I think uh, you know, not looking at defense, but strictly offensively, I see similar uh, situation for Bigby. What do you think? Well, first of all, I'm glad that, you know, Kerry Carmen, that was a pleasant surprise to me, you know, when I found that out. I thought for a while there we were going to have pause tonight, you know, it was going to come on. But, uh, yeah, it was good, and Kerry Carpenter was really good and appreciate the Tigers doing that tonight. Um, I think the problem we have sometimes is we think one player's one way and then another player's going to be the exact way. Being that Big B and uh, Carpenter were taken about the same place of the draft, they were both college kids. Uh, Vitek's a bigger uh, program playing in the ACC than Western Carolina and all that. Big B's right-handed hitter. But uh, I, I don't know if he's got the upside that Carpenter has uh, watching him. Carpenter had power. He just he kept he – kept, I know. He's got good numbers, his patience as a hitter, all those things. Uh-huh. But Carpenter, I think, is a better prospect. They're not the same, all right? Yeah, he was my favorite Tiger last year. Who, uh, Carpenter? Oh. Yeah, uh, and Big B, look, I'm not going to dismiss the fact that he could be that way. It does happen. You know, I was like everybody else waiting for the other shoe to drop on Carpenter and never did. And then it turned out he's got real good tools. 
Uh, but Bigby doesn't have the power. The one thing about Carpenter, you know, and there was a point where I was like, man, you they've got to get him up here. Uh, it's when he hit that kid, what, Weschke? Or what, I, I may be mispronouncing his name. He's straight from the Yankees of the Cubs, and he pitched some for the Cubs last year, and he was one of their top ten prospects. And he throws a 97-mile-an-hour fastball to Carpenter, and Carpenter takes it right where it's pitched to left field and hits it like 400 feet. I said, this is ridiculous. This kid belongs in the major leagues. And they did, you know, they came to the same conclusion. A couple days later, he was up. I haven't seen that moment for for Bigby yet. We'll have to see. He's still got a lot more to prove. Uh, And I don't know if he's got the power tool or even the overall tools that Kerry Carpenter has. But there's a curiosity piece. This guy Pettit, 6'9", 300 pounds. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, that's gotta be fun. <laughs> well, you get, you gotta, you know, b- pitchers are getting bigger, you know, uh, hitters getting bigger. So, uh, it's just, everybody's huge in the game now. So anyway, uh, that's the l- end of the, uh, Tiger Talk show here. And I enjoyed it. Um, Gary Carpenter, all that, uh, Dan will be back. I, I think the next time we do the show, uh, we might, Danielle Bruce will, you know, be in on it. And I don't know. I'll find out, you know, when I show up here. Yeah, and, and and with all due respect, pause. You would have been great. You would have been great. Uh, anyway, coming up next, we'll talk some lions, and uh, we'll talk uh, about the Michigan uh, Sharon Moore going to be the head coach at Michigan. Big surprise there, huh? But uh, it's kind of looking like that is absolutely going to be true here. That's what reports say. We we'll get into all that and more. Uh, this is ninety-seven-one. The ticket.